This is the Greenhouse Podcast. We share thoughts and practical tips on career and life so you can grow. I'm your host, Steve Perkins, and today on the podcast with me is Jacqueline Dugan from the Greenhouse team. Hey, everyone. Hello. And we are talking today about the 20 skills that you need for everyday life, for leadership, for career (laughs) that you never learned, that you never learned in school or growing up. And there's probably more than 20 of them, but we're going to talk about them today. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Okay, Jacqueline, I have a question. Okay. It's a very important question. Okay. Uh, It's about maybe one of the most important life skills. What is the movie you've recommended the most to people, like Uh, in your life over time? The movie I've recommended most to people. Gosh, that's hard Uh because I have so many that I love. (laughs) But what's the one you just keep telling people about, like, over time, you always keep telling people about it. Okay, okay. The one that I find myself talking about the most and sharing about the most is probably Julie and Julia, which is the story uh, about uh, Julie. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't remember her last name now, but she goes through the entire cookbook of Julia Child, the art of French cooking, and so the movie documents her whole process, also alongside of. Julia Child's life, and it's just so good. <laughs> I just I've love it. it. it I really just good. love it. Anyone it's who's into cooking or baking yeah. would probably love it. <laughs> yeah, and like cooking is like my heart. So it's 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 always like such a heartwarming story, even though it doesn't end. Well, it's not that it ends on a bad note. I won't spoil it if you've never seen the movie, but it doesn't necessarily have like the happy ending that you're looking for, uh-huh. but it's just such a, it's a comfort, it's French, a comfort movie. It's very French of them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to the museum? There's like no, a museum No, but of they the talk kitchen. about it in the movie. Yeah. I think it's in, maybe it's at, it's at like the Met or something in New York. I can't remember, but yeah. they talk about it in the movie. <laughs> I'd love to. That's awesome. I just, I love Julia Child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So mine, I think is... Yeah, what's yours? Well, at first I was thinking Memento because I used to recommend that a lot because it's just... I don't even know what that is. That's why I recommended it. It's so obscure. People don't always know about it, but then when they watch it, like, this is amazing. It's a very mind bender kind of like the movie goes from the end to the beginning of the story. Like it it goes reverse time. (laughs) I love the mind benders. Is it like older or newer? I think it's older. Okay. Anyway, that used to be my answer. I think my answer now would be Walter Mitty, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, I've heard that. I've never seen that either. So good. So good. And it was kind of independently made. Ben Stiller like made it on his own budget, I think. Ben Stiller, that's right. And so it's incredible. And Kristen Wiig and like these amazing people. Yeah. But... They kind of made it on their own budget. So I think it's really unique. Like it's something Hollywood wouldn't put out normally. Mm. But it's also these like awesome actors that you know. And it's yeah. funny and it's heartwarming and it's thoughtful and it makes you think about life. And yeah. It's like all yeah. the things. Okay. It's a very feel good movie. Yeah. Okay. So why do you ask? Well, this really ties into the 20 most essential <laughs> life skills. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but actually on that note, what is... Do you feel like there's something that you're having to learn now as an adult mm. uh, in your job, in your life, mm. and that you have to use all the time that you're like, why didn't we learn this in school? Totally. Totally. I mean, just this morning, um, my husband, Jonathan, and I were talking about this, you know, uh, this year, right now, 
uh, we're just coming out of the uh, 2020 pandemic and um, taxes have adjusted this year. Usually they're due in April. Now they're due in May. And we were just <laughs> talking about it this morning. We were like, we, we're waiting until May to do it, like the extension that they offered. And we were just talking through like, why did no one yeah. prepare us for how to do taxes? <laughs> yeah. He was asking me about... Um, some stuff from our 2019 return. I'm like, I don't right. even know. Like, I think oh, we I saved totally, them on the computer. Yeah. Like, I Definitely don't know. Definitely have a filing system But for no that. one taught us yeah. <laughs> how to do the taxes. That, I think, just like being in relationship with many different types of people. Like, how do you balance mm. friendships versus marriage versus your relationships with your parents, your ascended family. No one taught you how to do that. Yeah. No one taught you how to be a good listener. Yeah. You know, it's like these soft well, some of these are tangible skills, but yeah. I just feel like we never learned like the soft skills of life. You're just like thrown out into the world and just told <laughs> to like figure it out. Good luck. Good luck. Like But you know calculus, so you're good to go, yeah, right? Right. You also know how to write like an essay. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Like I yeah. Took- I think in college I got to calculus four or five, you know, which is yeah. like an extremely <laughs> like, deep level of that? calculus what that I totally that? didn't know how to do. <laughs> and yet I can't do my taxes. You know, right. like every time I'm like, like what how does do withholding do mean again? <laughs> no. Two or a one or a zero. It's the worst. I know. What are you supposed to do? It's like that rule is like, okay, you don't have kids. Always put zero. It's always like put the zero, rule. but then don't put – and then put – and yeah, it's, like, it's a mess. I love um, Chance the Rapper, and he has this <laughs> yeah. in a song. One of Stop. his one of his that recent so songs funny. has a line. If you pay really close attention, and it's like, "We never learned taxes in school." Oh, it's so true. <laughs> I love that he put or that even in there. Just how to fill out like employment paperwork. Oh, all those qu- yeah, the withholding questions. Every time I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I always have to ask somebody. Yeah, don't even start me on like starting a business. All <laughs> oh, the things, my gosh. That <laughs> the stuff that you have to do. Yeah, but crazy. I think this is the point, right? There's so. Yeah. Many things and uh this thought i i mean i've i've been thinking about this topic mm-hmm. for yeah. a long time because uh, i've always cared about these kind of yeah quote unquote soft skills yeah. they interest me why people mm-hmm. do what they do and how mm-hmm. to be a better leader and mm-hmm. how to how to live a more you know effective fulfilling life but <laughs> but yeah they they are never things that Either we were kind of taught growing up yeah. or in school or even early in our career. When you step into a leadership role in your work, you're yeah. not taught how to lead. And that's yeah. the hardest thing you've ever done. Sure. So, yeah, I think it's really uh, interesting. But I think it really kind of hit the fan for me when I started becoming a uh, leadership and a life coach. Mm. Because you tell people what you do. You're like teaching. And they just kind of like yeah. look at you weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or um, people who already knew you, you tell them like what you're transitioning. And for me, I was a mechanical engineer. Mm-hmm. So I a very like tangible, quote unquote, good job, like a real job. And <laughs> I'm doing what? Like you're leaving that? to become a life coach you know like, it's just like like what's the translation yeah and there? i laugh yeah. with them because i'm like yeah. this is hilarious You're like, it does sound <laughs> it does sound crazy You're right. i know i would laugh yeah. too like that is ridiculous and especially totally. talking to people um of an older generation where you know like i'd be talking to my mm. parents and i can only imagine their thoughts like no no no, we dreamt of having what you had in this good stable job and you're doing what and, yeah you're like giving all that up yeah what I and know. then i think yeah. about it and i think about it and i think well wait a minute what we do at greenhouse and there's so many people out there doing the kind of stuff we do now and yeah. digital courses is another whole exploding field multi-billion dollar business now of 
digital courses, not created by tenured professors, but just yeah, people just who practice. Who have experience. And, yeah. and why is that? Like, why mm. is all that booming? Why is our industry of coaching mm. and leadership development and career development booming? Because I think we basically help adults learn the things they never learned that mm. they need every day sure. to live and to navigate and to, yeah. you know, be successful. And so I think actually it kind of hit me the other day, maybe maybe this job is very legit. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing is, you know, we talk about this around Greenhouse all the time. Yeah. Career paths used to be very linear. You know, totally. for the most part, these are all generalities, of course, but yeah. for the most part, career paths were very linear, like go to school, learn this, mm -hmm. uh, get on the job, learn this, and then do that thing over and over again. You know, the classic examples, like a factory line worker. Yeah. And so the industrial boom kind of created this whole system in the workforce of like train people to be really good factory line workers and then mm -hmm. have them rinse and repeat every day the rest of their life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that was the formula was very linear or even other types of careers. It was still very clear what your path was. Like you're going to take this step and then you're going to take this step. You know, you're going to take the bar and then you're going to be a practicing lawyer and then you're going to do these things X, Y, Z. But now careers, I, I wish I knew the stats, but it seems to me like most people graduate and actually still have no idea what they're going to do. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Even like, I mean, when I was in school, you know, I had plenty of friends who, you know, went the like, quote, traditional track and like studied business or studied marketing or, you know, whatever you know, no, you know, yeah. I'm going to use like the quotes, like the right. normal job track and like still graduated and we're like, I can still do anything. Yeah. Like I don't have to go and work for a bank. I could go work for a small startup and do something different. So, yeah, I mean, I think now it's way less of a straight shot yeah. when you're getting an education or even if you're not, if you choose not to go to college, I still think it's so easy to do the winding career path. And you talk about that a lot, the yeah. career the career maze, yeah. really, that we all experience. Yeah, we do. And sometimes, even if there is kind of the traditional prescribed path, like I had with engineering, right. it, it, there was kind of a, you know, here here's what you're supposed to do. Um, and I did see the stats on this. It was in the 90 percentile of people who graduated from with an engineering degree from a major mm. university who didn't end up going into engineering. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> and, crazy. And yeah, I mean, I had one of my smartest friends um, in college was a, a coffee barista for like three years after college going, mm. I have no idea what to do with my degree. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, I think it's a real problem and, and it's... Maybe it's not talked about enough yet because it yeah. is kind of a newer problem. Totally. It, it's a newer and growing problem. I mean, what came to mind as you were saying that about your friend is like, God, that's such a shame. Like, that's <laughs> such a shame that he graduated and was like, I don't know what to do. Like, it feels like, why are we not more prepared to at least know the next right step? Even if I think like our culture is so like, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? Okay, get out there and you just, that's all you're going to do for the rest of your life. There's never this concept of like, no, it's okay to change. Like it's okay to do something for two years, five years, and then move on or do yeah. something for 10 <laughs> years and move on. Or like, yeah. you know, it's like we're not taught that it's okay to like try a lot of different things and have a lot of different experiences. So yeah, like what if we were more prepared Yeah, to just like take chances 
and still be committed, right? right? right. Like, but yeah, it's becoming more important as, you know, there's reasons why these trends are happening. And I, I think one of the major ones is that the world's changing faster and faster. So back when career paths were more linear, it's because things weren't changing as much. So you Mm -hmm. could kind of predict like, hey, Jacqueline, you're going to learn this trade Mm. or this, get this degree and then go do this thing because it's still going to be like that 10 years from now. And now like in 10 years, everything changes. In fact, uh, from my nerdy past, I know that Mm -hmm. like uh, it's called Moore's Law and it basically says that things are changing at an increasing rate, like with technology. Mm. And so, Mm. for example, it used to take like 10 to even 100 years for a major innovation to happen with any product. Like think about the car, you know, from the first car to the next time, like a major change happened was many years. And now it's like actually a matter of weeks, sometimes days for a major innovation to happen in a product. Yeah. And so Mm. the world really, it's not just, I feel like it's kind of a, catchphrase now people are like the world's changing faster <laughs> right. and we just it just kind of blows it's such past a like us. normal thing to say <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's true and it mm. has a major implications on our life because it means we can't just learn something once now and go do it the rest of our career we actually yeah. have to be constant learners yeah. and I, I think maybe the most important skill now um, especially in our careers is to be a learner to be someone mm-hmm. who always is kind of learning and being curious sure so yeah. that's what led to this uh, idea of then what are some of the things that mm, we need to learn <laughs> right like what are these like life skills that we need to know yeah what are these uh amazing and, and you know also let's be honest it's hard to you mentioned the word soft skills like it's hard to kind of grade those things or quantify totally. them mm-hmm. so it is tricky for like schools or institutions to invest in develop hey Jacqueline I'm going to help you develop in your communication skills yeah like how do we measure that how do we say if you're successful or not? Or like, hey, you got a 73 on this test. <laughs> right. It's so like, hard to measure. <laughs> and I mean, like what came to mind as you were saying that is like, I really do think that some people have like natural gifting in that. And some people don't. Like some people are just not wired to be good communicators. Or like if you're a person who's like very much in your head versus like a verbal processor, you know, it's like those types of things are hard to like, yeah, be in a classroom and like (laughs) take a Scantron test on it. Like that doesn't make sense. That's not how you learn. It's field learning. You've talked about that a Mm, lot, like getting out there and just like learning and doing. So how, yeah, how do you teach those things that aren't like learnable? And I think that makes our kind of systems and institutions shy away from, even though totally. you talk to anyone in like academia these years, they they know mm-hmm. this is a problem that needs to shift. Totally. Why is it not shifting? Well, because who's going to, how, how are you going to measure if it's successful or not? No one wants to take that risk in a big No, not in know, a multi-billion dollar <laughs> university. Yeah, yeah, totally. So anyway, let's kind of dive into some sure. of these 20. We're not going to talk about each one, but I'll mention them at least. Uh, you already mentioned some at the top. Mm. The first one I, you know, because we're we're really into this at Greenhouse is personality types and the differences between personalities. Mm. And you kind of mentioned that, like interacting with different kinds of people. And that is really, really an important skill or knowledge to have, at least a baseline understanding of like, Mm. oh, you're an introvert. I'm an extrovert. We're going to that's going to affect how we interact. And we need to, you know, make sure Sure. we understand that about each other. Yeah. At least at a basic level. So it's not totally dysfunctional totally and Mm -hmm. i think personality types are getting more popular maybe sometimes it's 
it can be so skewed. <laughs> it can be so we skewed. We talk about or, this so much. Or, you know, yeah, yeah used incorrectly. <laughs> we yeah. understand all that. Yeah. But I do think it's a good, broadly, I would say it's a good thing that yeah. we're getting more awareness. Do you agree with that? Totally. I think, like, I think the more you can learn and understand about yourself shows you how to have compassion and empathy for mm. others. I think the more we love and care for ourselves means that we have more capacity to love and care for others. And I think that's like the ultimate goal <laughs> with like personality types, right? It's not about like if you're a perfectionist or a people pleaser. Classifying you. <laughs> right. Like, no, that's, I don't think that that's what any yeah. of these tests were intended to do. I think it's to <laughs> like bring people together for common good. So agreed. Yeah. Number two is uh, effective time management. Oh, my Come gosh. On. Come on. I mean, even that is so funny because, like, <laughs> I had this moment this morning. I was getting ready, obviously, to come into the office and, um, like, ushed jeans yesterday. Well, it's Thursday. Today is Thursday as we're recording. And, like, all my jeans were still wet this morning. And it's, like, time <laughs> management. Like, why did I not finish the laundry over the weekend? I'm a grown adult. I know how to, like, organize my life. I do this for a living. And I couldn't even get, like, my clothes straight for the week. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah. No wonder. But you could write a dissertation on public <laughs> right. health. You oh, know? My like, I know, right? Like, which, yeah, actually, these great. days, that is important. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, so funny. Yeah, and I wish, I mean... Please, somebody listening, submit to us an idea for a better term for time management. For time management. We are on a mission it's to like create a new aisle at Barnes & Noble, <laughs> a new category on Amazon that's like not called self-help yeah, or time management. Yeah, can we get rid of self-help? <laughs> Personal development? Gross. Well, that makes me, yeah. Personal development. Decision making. Productivity. It's like. <laughs> it's the worst. These words are all so worst. long. Who came up with these? Yeah. Okay. But definitely time management and anyone who's, oh my gosh, I don't know. It definitely any type of leadership. Yeah. Definitely, um, you know, entrepreneurship. It's, it becomes a real thing because yeah. now time is money. Oh now gosh. time is results. Yeah. Now time is pressed mm -hmm. and you're, you're wanted from many angles <laughs> and it's right. like oh man this is huge so and isn't it so funny that like time management literally spans every part of your life like in like in a joking way i was just talking about my genes all the way to like yeah. your whole life steve hinges on your time management unreal to own and run a business yeah. like it's crazy and it never touches once every part had a class on it no nope, of course not Never I mean, once. maybe, like, I feel like I remember professors in college. <laughs> Again, I, I was able to go to college, but, you know, they would be like, okay, like, manage your time. You know, you heard them say that all the time, but it's not like anyone ever said, this how? is how you do it. <laughs> this is how you manage your time. Because it's yeah. hard. It is hard. Uh, I mean, come and on. And it changes all the time. Right. We yeah. work with literally CEOs on how to do this. How to do this. Because they still yeah. struggle so much with yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh you already mentioned communication mm -hmm. and listening. That's yeah. number three. Number four, communication, listening. Mm -hmm. Those are just such huge buckets. Yeah. And again, yeah, span all of life. Um, we were just talking uh, in my house the other day mm -hmm. about these because we realized so many of the conflicts that happen just totally. in everyday life together mm -hmm. <laughs> hinge on these things. Mm -hmm. Again, be good to know a few, few skills. Yeah. Um, but there's... Number five is similar but different. Hmm. And number five is the art of conversation. Mm -hmm. What do you like? What does that phrase um, bring up for you? When I hear that, what immediately comes to mind is 
like conversation feels really nuanced to me and so like thinking when I hear like the art of something it means you have um you've like embraced the layeredness of Mm. it right so like learning the art of conversation means that you've embraced the fact that like in a conversation you might have to listen share your thoughts and like honor the person who you're having a conversation with. Yeah. That is really hard. Yeah. That is really hard. Especially, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, we live in a world of, like, polarizing beliefs. Yeah. Like, how do you master the art of conversation with people that yeah. you don't see eye I, to eye with? I feel like it's one of my, I don't know, missions for another time in life mm-hmm. to to bring this conversation back up. And I, I know there are, I think there's a book called Art of Conversation. There are oh. definitely people mm-hmm. that I follow who are, who are talking about talking it. about this because yeah. it is a kind of a lost art in modern mm-hmm. American culture, at least. Mm-hmm. And especially with technology, we don't, mm. you know, p- there's people growing up now who maybe never have to mm. try and learn some of that. Yeah. And it's so sad. I mean, it's one of the beautiful, enjoyable things about life to yeah. have really yeah. great conversations. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I've um, heard a bit about, and, and kind of read about different cultures, especially throughout history, who valued this highly. One mm-hmm. that comes to mind is Jewish culture. Like ancient Jewish yeah. culture really valued yeah. the art of conversation and question asking. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a hobby or a game, you know? Yeah. It was like, this is yeah. what we enjoy doing. Yeah. And we're done eating dinner and we still sit around and do this because it's right fun and enjoyable. And it's a give and a take. Like I feel like, you know, we get so stuck in this world where, you know, we just get stuck in doing the whole, well, how how's work going? Like what what did you do today? And it's like those are not questions <laughs> that are going to get people to start talking. I'm reading this really 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 great book right now. I love it. Um it's called Share Your Stuff. I'll go first. It's written by an author. Her name is Lara Tremaine. Um I'll make sure we link it in the show notes cuz I love it. I just love this whole concept. Lara approaches the book with like several different questions that you can take back to your friends, your family, a group of people, even just yourself with a journal. Um, but she shares her story first. So like one of the chapters I was reading this morning is what are you afraid of? And she's yeah. like, okay, you asked that question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Think of all the things that that conjures up for people. And she shared a couple different stories in the book of things that she's afraid of everything from like, you know, reading like Stephen King novels when she was a kid to like having a fear of someone breaking into her house. Yeah. Like, and so, but that like evoked this conversation with like friends and family of like, okay, well then what are you? afraid of i'll share my story yeah. too and like that's that's a conversation yeah not what what did you what did you How's your week do been? today <laughs> no yeah, one knows how to answer me that want to say anything i'm like yeah it's been fine fine <laughs> uh, and i ask it all the yeah. time i, I know because I know. it's hard I do it to too. have real conversation that's why it's, and an it's vulnerable yeah yeah well i'll also plug our own podcast because we did an episode a while back We'll put the number in the show notes, but it was on this idea of going first Mm. and how that can be a gift to people because everyone's kind of waiting for someone to go first. Someone needs to go first. And it is hard, but it is uh, a worthy endeavor. All right. Let's just kind of touch on a few other of these. Number six is negotiating. 
Ugh, I feel that, and that right? makes my stomach turn. Ooh, Ugh, anyone bought a car? Anyone <laughs> done a Craigslist deal? And buying it's like a house. Buying yeah. a house, Ugh. let alone like a job offer or anything yeah, that really totally. matters so really matters yeah we don't know how to negotiate guys we just don't know we, but some people are naturally we're not good gonna at be able it. to tell you on this podcast episode we have just no kidding. advice for you <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> influencing is number mm, seven yep number eight decision making oh gosh by the way if you want to dig into decision making my favorite podcast is um emily p freeman's the next right thing her whole focus is decision making and it's so good so good so yeah many good takeaways from her show it really and it infiltrates again every part of our life mm-hmm. i know for me decision making has been a struggle because either i i see all these great options and i don't want to kind of miss out on something mm, kind of a totally. fomo thing yep, totally or FOMO. i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings yeah. or make anyone upset with me yep. and so the people pleasing yeah and I, we hear this from you know people we work with in our community a lot is this people pleasing can be crippling to make decisions. Yeah. Uh, again, I think maybe because we just haven't learned many skills or mindsets for yeah, decision making. Totally. Totally. All right, Jacqueline, number nine. <laughs> Doing taxes. Taxes. <laughs> I think you. I just feel like you just have to call this one oh, out. Oh god. It's one of the first times as a young adult people feel this the weight of oh my gosh, there's so many things I never learned. Doing taxes. Uh, number ten, budgeting. Mm-hmm. And if COVID showed us anything, it's that, you know, as a society, we're pretty poor at budgeting. Totally. Um, many yeah. people felt the effects of, of not having done that well. And it's, um, it's really sad. It's such a... Yeah. Because money has so much guilt in, attached yeah. to it and fear. And actually, budgeting can create a lot of freedom. Freedom, I know. Where money is yeah. a good tool that, mm-hmm. you know, isn't just laden with all of these these yeah. bad feelings. Yeah, totally. Yep. Whew. Number 11, productivity. Mm. I, I think there had to be a catch-all. You know, there's we yeah. already said time management. Yeah. There's so many things in that field. Again, we need a yeah. better new word. I know. But productivity, there's just so many things about how how to... Like, what does it make you think of, that word? Yeah, I immediately think of, like, getting all the things done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is maybe, like, not how we should view productivity, right? Like, I actually think that, like, the healthier mindset around productivity is not getting all the things done, but getting uh, the things done that matter Mm. instead of doing, like, all the things. But, again, nobody's taught you that. Everyone tells you everything matters. Everything's urgent. Everything's important, particularly (laughs) in your career or if you're, you know, we talk about this all the time, too. We work with CEOs and execs that everything is urgent and everything is important. Yeah, this word makes me think of uh, kind of corporate life. Like companies where teams are trying to get stuff done and it's so dysfunctional. Yep. And nothing gets done. Yes. And it's all just because there's there's a lot there's a complete gap when it comes to how do we do the work. Mm. We talk about the work all the time, but we never but spend time on we how do we it. do it. Yeah. Of course, we didn't learn that either. So then, you know, how's a, an entire organization of people with their own personalities and baggage and hopes and fears, like, mm-hmm. and all of their own agendas, supposed to work together yeah. to get one thing done. Number 12 is similar, but again, different vision and goal setting. Mm. Mm -hmm. Number 13, calendar management. 
14 habits. Mm. I, all these things maybe fall in that same kind of productivity yeah. <laughs> bundle. But 15 is interesting boundaries. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you've ever had a, a time in life or a person in your life help you learn about setting boundaries? Honestly, no. I think for me, like learning to set boundaries has been like an internal process and like having to learn as I go. Like I realized really early on, I am a person, especially when I uh, started working right out of college, I realized I'm a 100% all in person. And so in order for me to be 100% all in, I have to like call a stopping point on things. Like I am not a person that can bring work home with me because then I'm not 100% all in when I get home. But that also causes um, some tension, right? That means like I'm a person who probably works like a normal like – nine to five schedule but we live in a world where it's like (laughs) oh i mean not here at greenhouse but like we live in a world where like you know people are answering emails at 10 o'clock at night no boundaries so i always struggled with that in the more like corporate world of like i'm not being productive i'm not being this and that but i just learned early on that for me it was important to have those boundaries in place but nobody taught me yeah that yeah that was like something i had to learn the hard way oh this one is a whole series of podcasts oh in gosh. itself. We could like write a book about it. Yeah. I think one of the biggest struggles for me around boundaries is um, I used to be very much a yes man. and mm. But also like I see the opportunity in everything. So I liked, yeah, I, sure. I love to say yes to stuff. Sure. Because you never pe- know what's going to come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to hang out with everyone. And, mm-hmm. and, and so all of a sudden I would start to um, hurt myself and my most important relationships mm. But also just get taken advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> and then you totally. start to see, oh my gosh, I need some boundaries. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't I wasn't setting anything healthy, any parameters. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of leads to sixteen, and that's relationships mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um relationships, seventeen parenting mm-hmm. and eighteen leadership. I think these all have a similar theme, which is um, relating to other people mm-hmm. and, you know, managing yourself in that and respecting mm-hmm. and loving others in that. And mm-hmm. how, how does it all work? I mean, this is this is our everyday life. Yeah. Again, I don't think I had a single class on either any of those. Yeah. Um, parenting just cracks me up because I have one kid <laughs> and I'll never forget leaving the hospital after she was born. And I've heard a lot of mm-hmm. kind of new parents say this, but You've got. I've, I'm holding the carrier with this tiny, fragile little newborn in it <laughs> that feels like I could yeah. just break any second, <laughs> any bone in her body. And then you walk out the door, and they're like, "Okay, bye." And we, <laughs> and it's like, wait, you trust me to take care of that thing? Like, yeah. Wait, we don't know what we're doing. Uh, yeah. Help! Like, yeah. No, no, no. There's. Where's the instruction manual? Somebody, like, yeah. Somebody help yeah. and. And it's almost scary that someone would trust you with this living, breathing thing that you don't know what you're doing with. And um, yeah. I just never forget that feeling because yeah. it was yeah. it was so scary. Like, how come I, not that I haven't been prepared for this, but sure. how come I know Calculus 4 and I don't know what <laughs> to do tonight? I don't know what tonight. to do with an infant, I know. <laughs> this kid. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if anyone's listening here feeling heartburn, 
we approach this topic understanding that <laughs> this isn't trying to um, throw anyone under the bus oh, or, or sure. place blame on anyone in our lives uh, yeah. that they that they didn't teach us this. You know, this totally. is just this calling is just out maybe yeah. a reality we're experiencing. Totally. All right, Jacqueline, you want to take the last two? Sure. So the last two are leading and managing people and then career direction and like decisions around your career. And I feel like, you know, these two are more career centric, obviously. Um, But I think that there's so many principles in these that can be applied um, to our personal lives too. Just yesterday, we were having a call inside our membership talking about how to move from a doer to a leader, which is a podcast episode we've done before. We can link it in the show notes. But actually learning to lead and manage others has a lot of lessons in learning to lead and manage yourself too. And like perhaps like the ultimate lesson there is like learning to manage ourselves first and then others. Mm. Um, But yeah, I just think those two are really key. Yeah. I mean, these are some of our faves. This whole list are things that we talk about um, in our community, which is free, by the way, and you should join if you haven't yet. Yeah, get in Um, there. It's Mm members.greenhouseculture.co, but also that we coach people on. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I always struggle when people say, oh, what do you guys do at Greenhouse? I'm like, oh, there's 20 things. (laughs) Literally (laughs) this entire list. I should keep this list in my back pocket. Well, are you ready? Sit down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that makes me want to ask you, listening, which of these 20 do you want to work on next? Mm. Yeah. And maybe just take some time and think about it. This episode's mm. kind of just for awareness. Yeah. But which which of these do you want to work on next? Just pick one and yeah. um, take a step forward because I think we all um, yeah. really deserve to spend some time on these kind of topics. Mm. They really matter in our lives and they help us the way that we mm. influence and affect the people around us. Yeah, it's great. Do you want more great content like this, but 24-7? Check out our membership, The Greenhouse Method. It's an online course with built-in community and coaching made just for you to figure out what's next in your life, leadership, career, or business. Visit greenhouseculture.co, that's .co, or the link in the show notes to learn more.